It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's a rain hit day in Scottish football But still plenty of action coming up today Celtic are looking to bounce back from that late Lazio heartbreak Against Kilmarnock, a huge Edinburgh derby at Tynecastle Livingston hosts Motherwell at the Tony Macaroni Arena And we'll look ahead to tomorrow's action Rangers, St Mirren, Aberdeen and St Johnston all in action However, in the Premiership, Dundee against Ross County is off And there are some lower league fixtures that have been hit by the way as well, but in the studio with me, Andrew McLean, today is Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, and Hugh Kevens. If you are inside an SPFL ground today, you are truly a devoted fan. How did you get there by kayak? <laughs> but your dedication will prove to be worthwhile because the games are first class. Brendan Rogers has his 700th game. As a manager today And the incentive for Celtic against Kilmarnock Is huge A win takes Celtic 10 points clear Of Rangers And puts pressure on Stephen Davis And his players When they go to St Mirren tomorrow But before then A first Edinburgh derby For the new Hibs manager Nick Montgomery And it's at Tynecastle Hearts boss Stephen Naismith Has had two Edinburgh derbies And has yet to win one Is that an omen Mark Wilson We'll find out soon Yeah it's always An interesting weekend When the teams are Coming back from European football And it's been a Disappointing week Of European football From Scottish teams But can Celtic Bounce back They'll be glad The game's at Celtic Park And a wee bit of revenge Against the Kilmarnock side Who beat them at Rugby Park Earlier this season As Hugh rightly points out Brendan Rodgers side With an opportunity To go 10 points Ahead of Rangers At the start of October Remarkable and game of the day Obviously Hearts v Hibs Edinburgh Derby Coming up Can Stephen Naismith Get his first victory in that Or will it be a first victory For Nick, Nick Montgomery In games We just hope They all go ahead We've got what An hour to go Or just under an hour To kick off Let's hope we don't have Any more casualties I'm going positive I think we'll get great games Plenty of goals I keep saying it With the, the rain coming down It's a striker's pitch There'll be bags of goals this afternoon from the lads. Yeah, we will keep you up to date if there are any more postponements. Of course, the rain is pretty bad out there. So if you're out at a game, good luck to you. And if you are sitting at home, put your feet up and join us on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Remember, we will have the open line from five o'clock. So anything that is on your mind, make sure to get involved then, of course. Uh, as well we'll have you know you can tweet us throughout the day plenty to get involved in at Clyde SSB out of the games that are postponed I told you earlier on Dundee against Ross County in the Premiership is off due to a waterlogged pitch Dunfermline against Arbroath in the Championship has also been postponed League 1 hasn't been hit by any postponements yet but a couple in League 2 Bonnie Rig Rose against East Fife is off as is Elgin Stenhouse Muir but there are plenty of games still on and let's go around the grounds to get the team news and build up starting with Celtic Park Gabriel Antoniazzi is there Yes, thanks, Andrew. Just like the rest of the country, we've got brutal weather here at Parkhead, where the champions are looking to extend their lead at the top of the table to seven points, which would be a huge margin at this early stage of the season. Manager Brendan Rodgers makes two changes to the team that suffered a painful defeat against Lazio midweek. Cameron Kartovic has comes in to make his first start since the 13th of August. Nat Phillips drops to the bench. Luis Palma is preferred to Hyung Jung Yang on the win. He thought he'd scored the winner a few days 
to go, only for it to be chalked off by VAR. He'll have another chance from the start today. Here is Celtic's 11 then. It's Joe Hart in goal, a back four of Alistair Johnson, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Liam Scales and Greg Taylor. A midfield three of captain Callum McGregor, Rayo Hatate and Matt O'Reilly. Lewis Palmer will be on one wing with Dayson Maida on the other. Kyogo Furuhashi will play through the middle. The substitutes, Bain, Phillips, Yang, Holm, O, Bernardo, Tomoki, Forrest and Ralston. And as I said earlier, the Hoops may have suffered midweek misery in the Champions League so far. They've won their last four domestic matches and they seem to be really clicking into gear under Rodgers. Uh, he once again praised the spirit of his side after their loss to Lazio, but he says the true test of character is getting back to winning ways. The Hoops are still waiting for that five-star performance domestically where everything clicks into place. They'll be hoping that can happen here this afternoon. A look at the visitors as well then. After an impressive start to the campaign, Kilmarnock have completely stalled. They've not won any of their last six matches, losing three and drawing three times. At the last match that they actually won was against Celtic, knocking them out of the League Cup two months ago with that significant 1-0 victory. They sit in tied eighth position, one of four teams stuck on seven points. Their boss, Derek McInnes, must really pick his side up soon. They've got to start collecting points if they are to climb that table and reach where they want to be. But McInnes knows there is no harder place to come and win than here. Still yet to get the team news from Kilmarnock. I've just spoken to their media team and they don't even know it yet. Not sure what's going on there, but I'll bring you up to date as soon as I get that. Uh, the referee is Matthew McDermott and VAR will be David Dickinson, Andrew. Yeah, well, we will get that Kilmarnock team shortly. We do have the Celtic team to look at, Mark. Maybe two big decisions that Celtic fans would have been looking at. Centre-back, would Cameron Carter-Vickers come straight in? Yes. And out wide, would Lewis Palmer start? Would Yang start? Would it be someone else and it's Lewis Palmer that's got the nod? Well, about time, I think, for Palmer to get uh, his opportunity from the start. Came on last week and had a positive impact in the team. And he's taking a wee bit of time to get up to speed um, Midweek, yeah, he showed flashes Of course he got that goal that was chalked off um, But took it very well So there is glimpses of his talent there And it's a good opportunity for him today With Carter Vickers, well, I'm not surprised he's done from the start Probably surprised that he came on with 30 minutes to go uh, On Wednesday night And by the way, I thought he, he did really well Up until he gave the ball away that resulted in the goal So um, I don't think there's any doubt who's the number one centre-back in Brendan Rodgers' mind at Celtic Park is Cameron Carter-Vickers and he's in from the start today so I think those two are positive changes and I can't see anything but a Celtic win this afternoon People talk about the physical toll of playing midweek fixtures mm. with, with European games and then going to the domestic things at the weekend there's the physical side of it but the mental side how will that affect Celtic with such a you know a late defeat against Lazio what will have, that have done to the team yeah I think they'll have been disappointed but I think they can sit back and I think Brendan Rodgers will I'll put it over that there was a lot of positive things to be taken there I think they were outdone by two really defensive mistakes losing a goal from set play uh, every coach will tell you absolutely hate it and then Carter Vickers gets caught caught with the ball but still Lazio's still a bit to do and I, me personally I think Celtic defended poorly but there was a lot of positives the other night I thought Celtic at times played really really well I thought they deserved something out of the game this wide area in the right hand side is up for grabs um, everybody's having their goal with a James Forrest in there as well obviously Abad is injured Palma, Yang Yang's not impressed me I've got to say I'm not surprised that Palma's in this afternoon yeah. This is a fixture that 
Celtic Like Kilmarnock aren't in the best form This is a stat that sounds made up But Celtic have only lost one Of their last 81 home games Against Kilmarnock In all competitions Amazing As amazing as the stat That Gabriel brought to us That since knocking Celtic Out of the Via Play Cup Kilmarnock have had Six games And have failed to win Any of them That's astonishing You know, Considering we were talking about them They'd beaten Rangers on day one of the season in the league They'd knocked Celtic out of a cup And taken away the first trophy from Celtic's treble of last season And since then Anti-climax time Also in the passing uh, A terrific compliment I think for Liam Scales That he's there beside Cameron Carter-Vickers It's a tribute to the job that he has done Since coming in to the side And he has Earned his place He's there on merit He's not there because of sentimentality He has shown that he is up to this And it's a tall order for Kilmarnock today Because Celtic have to repay The tens of thousands Who are battling through the rain To get to Celtic Park And the only way they weren't repaid Is to find Celtic 10 points ahead of Rangers To see if it makes any difference to Rangers in Paisley tomorrow. Well, let's hear from both managers, starting with Brendan Rodgers. Playing Kilmarnock, we're in a totally different place to what we were when we played in the Cup game. A different team, a different mentality. Lots of new players were bedding in there at that time, and we've learned from that, moved on. And uh, But now we have to uh, show that ruthless and relentless mentality to get the three points. You know, I think Celtic are up and running a wee bit more at this moment in time. But we're confident, and we should be confident going into the game. I want my players to remind, to remind themselves about how how we did do well in the game and, and try and be that team for as much as we can. I think we do now have that Kilmarnock team news, Gabriel. Yes, we do, Andrew. It's just come out of the changing room here at Celtic Park. Looks like it's going to be a 5-4-1 formation for Killy. It'll be Dennis in goal, a defence of Mayo, Finlay, Wright, Dees and Mbada. Uh, Armstrong and Kennedy will play wide in midfield with Lyons and Watson in the centre. Captain Kyle Vassell leads the line. The substitutes O'Hara, Sanders, Davies, Polworth, Murray, Brown, Warnock, Cameron and Dallas. Defensive looking lineup for Kilmarnock as you'd expect going to Celtic Park? It was always going to be. I, I think, Andrew, um, I mean, Dennett McInnes, the game earlier on the season, the, the back line was terrific, you know. Not that Celtic put them under much pressure, but they looked solid. And that's what a lot was built on at the start of the season for Kilmarnock. I think we'd, we commented on this programme how Derek had recruited um, in the final third, but uh, for me, his most impressive recruitment was some of the, the guys he had brought in at the back. So relying heavily on them, and he'll try and frustrate Celtic for as long as possible today and try and turn the crowd like teams have done in the past. But He's going to need a lot from those players this afternoon to keep out the front line Celtic's got in show. Two more Premiership games for you. Looking forward to this one. Hearts against Hibs and Edinburgh Derby at Tynecastle. Fraser Wishart. Yeah, looking forward to it. I think I've got game of the day. Hugh was talking about battling through the rain for the supporters. It felt a bit like that coming along the M8 today, but it's not as bad through here in the east, uh, certainly in the capital. A bit of rain has, has fallen. It's been quite heavy but not quite as heavy as it was in the west and that means that the pitch is looking magnificent for lights are on because of the gloom really good atmosphere later on as we know amongst the supporters a bit of zip on the ball and a few players in each team that like a tackle so I think we're up for a really really exciting minute just hope there's a bit of football thrown in because there will be as I said a great atmosphere on both sides in a bit better form recently than they were a month ago so a bit more optimism amongst both supporters Hearts have won three of their last four I saw them lose to St Mern really poor performance but they've recovered to get a couple of good away wins at Kilmarnock and Ross County Stephen Naismith knows it'll count for nothing if they don't win here but a win 
going into the international break give everybody around the club a real lift he's still looking for that consistency of form and selection he only got 10 points from 7 games this season up front Lauren Shankland is a top man but he has hit a bit of a dry spell he's been supported by Boyce recently but uh, Alex Lowry is in number 10 position today and where better for Lawrence to end that dry spell than in a derby and a really attacking formation today from Stephen Nestor really going for it and Hibs doing much the same they've got 3 defeats in the first 3 games that cost Lee Johnson his job they're now undefeated in five. Two wins and two draws under Nick Montgomery, who seems quite a calm, relaxed character and has made a good start to his career as a manager and really has taken a, a positive approach. Ewan and Boyle in the wide areas, two strikers. And I saw them last week against Dundee. didn't score, but I thought they played really well, so positive signs for Hibs. But as I said, with Hearts, defeat today would be a real blow. Win would give them a huge boost going into the international break. But Hibs haven't won here since 2019. Nick Montgomery actually described... He said the Edinburgh Derby would be electric. I think it'll be that and much, much more today. And to the teams, there's been three changes for Hearts from that win last week. Ophaya, Grant and Denham dropped to the bench. In come Forrest, Devlin and I said Lowry will play in this favoured number 10 position. They go with a 4-2-3-1 formation. Xander Clarkson goals. Toby Civic, Frankie Kent, Kai Rose and Stephen Kingsley at the back. Cammy Devlin and Caleb Neuvenhoff in the midfield with Alan Forrest, Alex Lowry and Kenneth Vargas behind the lone striker Lawrence Shankland. There's also Michael McGovern, Peter Haring, Benny Beningame, George Grant, Liam Boyce, Andy Halliday, Aidan Denham, Odell Ofaya and Kiyosuke Tagawa. For Hibs, they've made three changes as well. Out go the very experienced trio of Hanlon, Stevenson and LaFondra. They all drop to the bench. In come Rocky Bushiri, Obita and Doidge. And their team is 4-4-2 formation. David Marshall in goals. Lewis Miller, Will Fish, Rocky Bashir and Jonathan Obita at the back. Martin Boyle, James Jago, Joe Newell and Ellie Yuan in midfield with Dylan Venter and Christian Deutsch as the strikers. Max Boric, Paul Hanlon, Dylan Levitt, Lewis Stevenson, Adam LaFondre, Riley Harbottle, Alan Delafier, Josh Campbell and young Rory Whitaker are the substitutes. And the referee today, who I think will be a busy man, Willie Collum, and also who I think will be a busy man in VAR, is John Beaton. Well, you say that, Fraser Wisher. However, there are reports that because of the rain, VAR doesn't appear to be working at Tynecastle oh, at the no. moment. They're trying to get it working. They're hoping it will do uh, before kick-off. But uh, yeah, that could be an added element, Fraser. Yeah, it could be an added element. Only in Scotland, you could say. But uh, you know, I'm not a greatest fan of VAR in any case. So let's just get down to it. And let's trust the referee's decision and let the players get on with, with playing it, playing the game. But uh, I, I do think it'll be a bit of a tasty game. I think, as I said the other, a bit of zip on the pitch, uh, Andrew. Pitch looking magnificent so that'll, be, that'll lead to good passing but there's also there'll be plenty plenty of challenges going into today as well so I think we're in for a great 90 minutes if there was one thing that would get me out of this nice warm studio don't say Tynecastle yeah don't say Tynecastle it would be no because I'm standing here hoping that all the rain from the west goes to the east because that is the worst press box <laughs> we've been there and right down rain, the front of the stand above the dugouts it is bad but bald eagle bald eagle will be soaking <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> who said that was going to be sitting in the press box I would, I would expect hospitality I would expect us the doyen of Scottish football journalism to be invited <laughs> into the boardroom not anywhere near you lot in the press box but we have the England manager Gareth Southgate word for it this week that VAR has made the game of football poorer as a spectacle. So if it's not there, then good riddance to bad rubbish. And I'm not making any accusations, but Fraser Wishart doesn't like VAR. Has he gone down and maybe unplugged something down there? Yeah, well, big fan. Oh, well, we'll see. There's a, another Premiership game to go as well. Tony Macaroni, Arena Livingston against Motherwell. David Freel. Yeah, Andrew, I'm just looking down at the VR screen just now and it's got a massive rain cover over it, so let's hope everything's okay. 
with that over at the Tony Macaroni and I can guarantee nobody will be complaining about a dry AstroTurf pitch today. It's wet, it's windy, it's rainy, the surface is going to be very, very slick and let's hope that makes it a good game for all those braving the weather. On that, huge credit to Livingston before the game, they've announced new owner John McElvogue is giving all home and away fans a free hot drink upon entry today. I think it's a great gesture for him. I think Motherwell are hoping to have 500 away fans here today and they're all going to get a, a tea, a coffee or a bottle. So a great gesture from John. As for the football, Livy start the day in 10th position, Mullerwell are 5th, but only 3 points separate them in the table. I think it's fair to say Mullerwell have had a better start to the season, but David Martindale, loving manager, will feel this is a winnable game, and he'll also feel a home win is overdue for his team. Livingston has been such a fortress here, such a hard place to come, but they've yet to collect 3 points at the Tony Macaroni in the league this season. I think he'll want to change that. Overall, Livy have drawn 4 of their 7 league games so far, I think that's killing them a bit. They really need to start converting them into wins if they want to challenge for the top 6. One of those draws came against St Johnson. Last weekend, David has made four changes from the team from that game. Louis De Lucas, Dan Mackay, Stephen Kelly and Scott Pittman are in for Tom Parks, Jimmy Brandon, Andrew Shinney and Mo Singari. It looks like a 3-5-2 formation for Livingston, Shamal, George in goals. Louis De Lucas, Ayo Obelai, Sean Kelly at the back. Dan Mackay, Scott Pittman, Jason Holt, Stephen Kelly and James Penrice across the middle with Joel Nubley and Bruce Anderson in attack. Subs for Olivia, Hamilton, Parks, Brandon, Bradley, Singari, Shinney, Guthrie, Leningham and Lawal. As for Motherwell, they've taken plenty of plaudits in the last couple of weeks. Good performance at Ibrox against Rangers, great performance against Celtic, but they didn't get any points, lost both games. I know Stuart Kettlewell would have preferred some points from those games, and they're actually on a run of three successive league defeats coming into this one. But Motherwell do have a good record here. I think you need to go back to early 2020 from, for them to lose a game here, so I think they'll be hoping that's a good omen, and, and they could be doing with getting back on track, getting three points before the international break. Not really surprised, uh, Stuart Kettlewell stuck with the team that faced Celtic last week last week so Liam Kelly's in goals Paul McGinn Beavis Mugabe Dan Casey at the back Stephen O'Donnell Lennon Miller Harry Payton and Brody Spencer across the middle with Callum Slattery and Blair Spittle who scored against Celtic up supporting Theo Bear subs for Mullerwell are Oxborough Ghent Dravkovsky Shaw Blaney Luca Ross Max Ross Soari and Wilkinson the referee is Don Robertson and the VAR if it's working is Greg Aitken and Roger Hanna was due to go to Dundee against Ross County. That one has been postponed due to the weather. I was really pushing for him to go to Elgin Stenhouse Muir. I wanted to send him up the road there, but unfortunately that one is off as well. So Roger is at Airdrie against Air United. It's amazing the powers of a rain dance, Andrew. As soon as you mentioned me going to Borough Briggs, that was never happening. So we're here. We're at uh, rain swept Airdrie. I think everyone's rain swept this afternoon. And it'll be interesting to see the Diamonds. They're up to fifth in the Championship after back to back 1 0 wins against Raith and Morton. Manager Reese McCabe, still only 31 years of age, is really doing well. He's consolidated the Diamonds in the second tier after that promotion last season. Helped along, of course, by five goals for Callum Gallagher after the 23 he bagged in that promotion campaign. Unsurprisingly, McCabe. Names are unchanged side from the one that won at Capital seven days ago. That means he names himself in the bench again. So it's Josh Ray in goal. Back fours, Cammy Ballantyne, Craig Watson, Callum Ford Dice and Mason Hancock. Midfield three of Adam Frizzell, Dean McMaster and Murray Aiken. And up top, Gabby McGill and Lewis McGregor flank Gallagher. On the bench, Hutton, McCabe and O'Connor, Todorov, McStravick and Megwa. Dunlop, Telfer and Cassidy. United, they're down to eighth after six defeats in seven in all competitions. The exception was that remarkable 5-2 win at Hamden in their last championship away game. And those five goals have accounted for more than half of the goals here have registered in the league this season. And while they still do have the talisman Gallagher up top, they are certainly still missing the influence of 24-goal Dipoak and Yemi after his summer move to York. There's three changes from Lee Bullen for the side that lost at home to Raith last Saturday. 
Frankie Mastronda is out injured and he's benched Jack Young and Akeem Rose. That means starts for George Stanger, Jay Senga and Mark McKenzie. Charlie Albinson in goal. Back four, Nick McAllister, George Stanger, Sean McGinty and Paddy Redding. Across the middle, Logan Chalmers, Jay Senga, Roy Silla and Jamie Murphy. And up top, Mark McKenzie with Anton Dowds on the bench. Much, Ahui, Amarty, Rose, Bryden, Smith, Young, Tomlinson and Finn Ekrapon. And the referee here is Ian Snedden. I tell you what, it was suspiciously quiet behind Roger yeah, Hanna yeah. there. Do you think he's maybe just decided to not go out in the rain and do that one from his living room? Well, th- that was noticeable. Also, <laughs> also, the sense of loss in Roger's voice when he <laughs> said, I can hear me. He's gone. He's gone away from here now. And Roger's still trying to come to terms with it all, clearly. Well, that's the team news and the build-up for today's featured matches. After the break, we'll bring all the guys in and look at the week's biggest talking points. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, Hugh Keevans and myself, Andrew McLean, keeping you company on Clyde One Super Scoreboard through until six o'clock. Still lots of action to bring you up to date with this afternoon, despite the fact that a few games have been rained off. I don't think there have been any further postponements, but four games across the SPFL are off today, including in the Premiership Dundee against Ross County. But this is the part of the show where we take a look at the biggest talking points of the week and get all the guys involved. And I think it's pretty obvious, Hugh, that... European football for, for Scotland this week Didn't yep. go quite so well No, Aberdeen had a war of attrition Against HJK Helsinki And uh, it finished a draw inevitably Rangers result and performance in Limassol Was unacceptable to anyone associated with the club And the supporters reaction last night On Super Scoreboard was indicative of Fans at the end of their terror With uh, this group of players Um the recruitment done by Michael Beale was unsatisfactory and that's a polite description of what's been going on and that's why he was the manager last Saturday and isn't the manager this Saturday. Um, with regard to Celtic, last Saturday, Brendan Rogers, after the dramatic win at Motherwell, spoke about the players having adhered to Celtic's history, a history of dramatic late goals that have done Celtic proud. At the same time, if you want to go back over the club's history, you have to recognise that a once illustrious European history is illustrious no more. Celtic are shambolic away from home, 28 losses in their last 34 European ties and have not won at home in a Champions League match for 10 years. They used to be famous in Europe, not anymore. Yeah, Gordon, if we take the games on their own merit, mm-hmm. starting with Rangers, did that performance and result show that for whoever the next Rangers manager is, just how big a task they've got on their hands? Yeah, it's one of those performances that potential managers may look at that and look at the squad and think, maybe it's the wrong timing. And I think that's a problem for Rangers. But I've got to say, I was disappointed because of Usually the players come out after a manager's left and they hold their hands up and they give the same speech about, look, I was a part of that and we feel we've let the coach, head coach, manager, whatever you want to call him, down. Then a guy comes in the dugout, Stephen Davis, who is a Rangers legend there. He's well thought of. He's still in that dressing room. That's his teammates. And you think, we've got to get a performance here. Now, you're not playing against quality opposition, let's be honest. I thought Rangers were 
the most average football side I've ever seen. I thought they were terrible. I thought their application was poor, and I hate saying that about players because I've been there myself. You get through a bad time, but I just thought everything the full the full shenanigans about it was terrible. And I think that forget you can give Michael blame uh, Michael Beale the blame, and I do as well because you're the guy at recruits and all that. But sometimes as a player, you've got to go and have a quiet look in the mirror and think, I'm playing for a big big club here. Am I doing enough? Am I really doing enough? And I think a lot of questions that would have been answered to that mirror would have been simple. No, I'm not. Gordon's saying that there was no new manager bounce that you see sometimes. And sometimes there are question marks over the players when that does happen. And, and people are like, well, why weren't they performing for the last manager? And all of a sudden they are. When it doesn't happen and you don't get that new manager bounce, does that sometimes show that there are more issues or deeper issues? Well, I think Thursday night just showing a light in the players. Um, the attitude of the players... Um, Never mind the ability Because ability has been Or lack of ability Has been pointed at the new signings But you can't point lack of ability At the players who got Rangers To the Europa League final Two seasons ago Because Tavernier and Goldson And Barisic and guys like that Have all been there And done it So They are good players But Where they find themselves just now um, You can go through bad stages Andrew There's no doubt about it We've all been there as footballers but Daz is right The application of the players on Thursday night Was shocking uh, A real cause for concern For Steve Davis Because Steve Davis is their pal You know They would have all been delighted You know That Steve Davis got promoted internally And he deserves a shot there But then to put out that performance It, it, it just baffles me for, for a guy who sits in the dressing room Alongside him They should have been You know Running over themselves to to put in a better performance than they did, but I disagree with us with the manager search. I think potential managers will be looking at that, thinking, "How can that get any worse? If I'm going, there's only one way this club's going to go." And you it's don't think managers would look at that and think, you know, that that's too big a task to take on. There's too big a, a rebuild potentially there. Well, listen, if any manager out there is looking at Rangers and thinking that's too big a task, well, Rangers don't want them anywhere near the club. Rangers need a manager who is ambitious, who believes in themselves as a coach, who can transform players and get the best out of them. So if there's anybody saying, oh, I don't know about that, then forget about it. The queue for the manager's the job will be the length of Sutton Hall Street. Of course it will, because of the size of the club involved. The problem might worsen before the appointment is made because if Celtic win today and if St Mirren show their league form against Rangers tomorrow and should win that match then the new manager is 10 points behind Celtic and at that stage you wonder how difficult will it be to make bad players and some of them are showing themselves to be bad players how do you make them good? Stephen Davis and Alex Ray set to take interim charge again tomorrow Roger Hanna We understand final interviews will take place next week We also understand that Frank Lampard will not be part of that process Do you feel that the performance, the reaction Also the reaction from fans inside the stadium A few who were maybe starting to direct some of their concerns towards the board Will that have changed Rangers' approach at all? Do you feel that they'll maybe have, have sped up things because of that? Yeah, I think that's a certainty, Andrew. It was um, a bit of a toxic atmosphere after the game. I think that's now six times this season Rangers have been jeered off a football field, and that was including a 1-0 home win against Motherwell. So the supporters have had enough. I saw a stat 
I think it was 500 days from the Europa League final in Seville to Michael Beale's sacking. And you wonder how a team can collapse so spectacularly in 500 days. Um, this time last year, it was the sort of dying embers of Giovanni van Bronckhorst reign. He went, Michael Beale came in, and things even got worse under Michael Beale. The recruitment especially got worse under Michael Beale. And Mark Wilson touching two great words there, attitude and application. You can't question the ability, as he said, of some of these players. Tavernier, Barisic, Goldson, Lundstrom, guys like that were one penalty kick away from winning a European trophy. And to watch them lumber about on that pitch in Cyprus on Thursday night said everything about their attitude and their application. Those Rangers fans you talk about, they're sick of listening to Tavernier, Goldson and Lundstrom come out after a game of football and apologise. They don't want words, they want actions. And the board and the next manager of Rangers will demand action from these guys, otherwise they'll be out the door. Roger, where do you see the lay of the land with the recruitment process and getting that new manager in over the next few days? Well, I think that the final interviews will take place next week. It'll be interesting to see who, who, who is interviewed in those final interviews. Kevin Muscat's name continues to whirl around. I believe he's talking about leading Yokohama to another title and hanging about for a period of time. Pascal Janssen at AZ Alkmaar seemed to distance himself from the job through the week, but his name still doesn't go away, Andrew. You look at Philippe Clement, the former Monaco manager, is another one, Scott Parker. Uh, once of Bournemouth and Fulham was mentioned through the week so it wouldn't surprise me if all of these guys remain on the list of people that the Rangers board want to speak to in these final interviews this week is there a googly? Is there someone yet to emerge a name that, that, that hasn't made the media so far? Honestly at a time like this nothing surprises you Fraser Wishart do you feel there is a, an obvious profile of manager that Rangers will be targeting at this point? I don't say, uh, um, Andrew, I'm looking at the recent managers and they've all been different types and uh, you don't know what they're actually looking for as a board of directors. There's no director of football there to bring a kind of football experience there as well. So huge pressure on like James Bisgrove. Poor guy's a couple of months into his job and they, they spent a lot of money this summer. I'm not sure if he was involved in any of the transfers or, or, or scouting, but uh, all of a sudden the focus is going to be on him. Uh, when he's not that long into the job, I don't know if he's got that experience of, of, of dealing with this type of things, but he's going to have to pull somebody quickly and I think the appointment has to be made quickly that the points that have been made about the fixtures that are coming up and it's not only St Mirren they've also got Rangers it's to play Hibernian then they play Sparta Prague away then they play Hearts at home the next three games so yeah, I don't think you can go in to those three games after the international break with uh, with an interim manager you've also got a League Cup semi-final coming up and any manager that comes in of course has got two months three months for the start of October until January before they can even sign anybody or move any players out but you've got players who have signed over the summer on big transfer fees and long term contracts so they're not going to go anywhere so a big job for whoever, whoever comes in but the main thing is how do they get the confidence of this team going you know and, and I hear talk about application and attitude and things like that as well sometimes that's down to a complete and utter lack of confidence and sometimes the pressure getting to these guys so whoever comes in is going to have to work with the players they've got and, and work very very quickly to try and lift these players and get them into some kind of uh, positive form because they've got some huge games coming up. Yeah, we will keep you up to date on developments on the Rangers manager hunt. If we turn our attentions to Celtic's game on Wednesday, David Freel, it looked as if Celtic had snatched it. Then all of a sudden there's the VAR check, the goal is ruled out and then Lazio go and steal it right at the end. How disappointing will that have been for Brendan Rodgers and the Celtic supporters just given how much their Champions League group stage record has been highlighted? 
Yeah, listen, it was hugely disappointing. Andrew, I don't think there's anything any get away from that. You know, it was a good performance overall up to a point. I felt Celtic just probably lacked that bit of X factor in the final third. You know, watching Celtic these days at that level, I just feel as if they need to work so hard to get any chances at all. I think they're badly missing Jota, I think that's obvious. I think also Rio Hatati. I wondered where they would settle down after seeing his new contract, but I thought he was off the pace, very slack on the ball, and I think that, you know, I don't think Celtic looked overly secure when attacking. I thought they were pretty prone to getting hit in the counter-attack, and obviously it happened with Cameron Carter's mistake. But in terms of the overall view of the group now, I think it's going to be very hard for Celtic to even get third place. I think it's a group where, obviously, Atletico Madrid should probably win it. I think Lazio final Celtic were always going to challenge for second and third, but if you're not winning your home games and if you're losing your home games, it's going to be very, very hard. So I think Celtic are going to have to pull an away win or you know maybe a, a win in Rome or something like that, a beat Atletico at home to have any chance of going through. I think, you know, looking back in a few months' time, we look back in this group, I think that will be seen as a pivotal moment for Celtic, that Pedro goal. Yeah, Mark, Brendan Rodgers, when he first came in, said that you know he wanted to take Celtic to the next level in Europe. Then a few weeks later, he was maybe a bit more reserved and told fans that they need to be realistic about their expectations in Europe. David's saying there that you know Celtic may well be lucky to have European football after Christmas. That will be something that Brendan Rodgers will be looking to avoid, but it looks like a real uphill task already. Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, of course, Champions League qualification, I think that's out the window now because of the... the you know, two games coming up. Um, look, Europa League might be an outside chance, but look, Wednesday night's game showed David's totally right at the top end of the pitch in the Champions League. It's where Celtic have struggled. That even last season, when they were playing a different brand of football and cut teams open, just that cutting edge at the top end of the pitch. When you get those chances, um, you need to take them. It was a different performance. On Wednesday night from Celtic, a much more Brendan Rodgers-like performance where they understood that they needed to keep the ball for long periods and they did that and that was impressive. But I think the fans inside the ground that was there just wanted a couple more forward passes and, you know, much maybe similar-ish to what we saw last season where you were putting Lazio under pressure at times. But, look, it will take time for Brendan Rodgers to get his style across in this side. I think we've seen closer to it on Wednesday night. But it goes to show you There is still a massive gulf Between Celtic and Lazio And Atletico Madrid um, And the real top guns in Europe Well plenty of drama midweek Hopefully we'll have plenty today as well We'll go back around the grounds next The winning team All season long This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard 15 minutes away from the SPFL action starting the 3 o'clock kickoffs. There are still plenty on the go despite the postponements. There have been four of those across the SPFL today, including Dundee against Ross County in the Premiership. It looks as if the rest of the games will go ahead, though. Let's go back around the ground, starting with Roger Hanna. He's at Airdrieonians against Airdrie United. And Rhys McCabe has been getting a lot of praise of late, Roger Hanna. He uh, got Airdrie promoted through the playoffs last season. And a particular goal recently as well Just, you know, how many passes in the build-up were highlighted You know, really trying to play a, a, a real nice brand of football, Reese. Yeah, that was a Callum Gallagher goal against Wraith In the last home game here a couple of weeks ago I was here earlier in the season when they beat Partick Thistle And I, I was pleasantly surprised at the way they, they did adhere to those sort of playing principles if you like you know you're on the synthetic surface here Bruce McCabe just wants to get it down and play it to play it out from the back they do take risks but he believes in his players he believes that 
you know, they're, they're capable enough, they're technically good enough. And when you look at the team, you know, you've got the skipper Adam Frizzell in the middle of the park. He can do that. You know, young Murray Aiken, who's on loan from Hibs, who, who's actually keeping Reese McCabe out the side at the minute. He can do it. Young Lewis McGregor up the left-hand side scored the winner and he's returned to Morton last weekend. So there are good players in this Airdrie team. They've already got a dozen points, uh, which is twice as many as Air have got, I think, this season. So he'll be comfortable with the way they've started. But he is fiercely ambitious and he'll want to take Airdrie to the next step. And he'll believe they've got the quality to get into the promotion playoffs in the Championship this season, Andrew. And you mentioned it earlier on, Air still missing with the, the absence of Dipuak and Yemi, who went down to York City. He's been scoring goals down there in the Championship. It is crucial if you do have yourself a consistent goal scorer. They may be just not you know missing out on that this season. Yeah, it's too soon, Andrew. We can't talk about that yet. But I think as well as missing Akinyemi, the, the, the guts of the midfielder, Ben Dempsey and Andy Murdoch, two mainstays of the side that finished in second place in the Championship last season. They're missing with long-term injuries. He's gone down south, Lee Bull, and he's brought Jay Senga, he's brought Roy Silla. They, they play in the middle of the park today. He's also brought Jack Young up, and, and they're still searching just for that sort of midfield influence that Murdoch and Dempsey exerted last season. Frankie Masonda missing again injured, he's not long back in the team, just a couple of games back at centre-half alongside the skipper Sean McGinty, he was injured in midweek, he misses out again, it's not too long till he goes away again to the African Cup of Nations with Zambia he'll be missing it and you know when he's not there, when Dempsey and Murdoch are not there, they're as big a miss as Akinyemi is at the top end of the pitch Yeah, David Friel is at Livingston against Motherwell Livingston only have one win so far in the league season David Friel, they'll be desperate to get all three points And Motherwell, who started off really well, have had a tough run Um, Defeats to Celtic and Rangers and especially sore that one last weekend and and the way it unfolded Yeah, it was sore With um, apologies to you in advance The narrative, Andrew, seems to be that Motherwell have had a really, really good season Livy have struggled a lot, but as I said earlier on, Livy can go levelling points with them today with a win. David Martindale, as I said, this was always a tough venue. I don't know whether it's maybe lost about the sphere factor in recent times, but Davy will, knowing him, he will be desperate to get a win today. And he's made changes again. I, I do wonder, I remember at the start of the season talking about how strong Livingston's squad is, but I think I wonder if it's maybe confusing Davy a bit, because every time I come to see him, I've seen him three or four times this season, he seems to make four or five changes. He's, you know, different midfield, different strike force, different back three. And I just wonder whether he's never really had a settled team and whether that's something probably in the next period of the season he will look to. But as I say, it's a congested table. They can go level with Motherwell today. It's a real chance for them. That's for Motherwell. Another chance to see young Lennon Miller. Remember at the start of the season getting slaughtered for saying um, Stuart Kettlewell was right to rest him for a League Cup game. Well, he's not been out of the team since. This is his sixth start since being left out. 17, you know, a precocious talent. has done really, really well. And this is another big game for him today. Yeah, big game at Tynecastle as well in Rodarby between Hearts and Hibs. And it's a big game for both managers for different reasons. I think, Fraser Wisher, you've got Stephen Naismith who, you know, there's, there's maybe a bit of a perception that it hasn't been, you know, smooth sailing for Hearts so far this campaign, but they do find themselves in fourth place. Maybe fans still yet to be fully convinced by the management team there. And Nick Montgomery, Hibs fans happy with how things have gone so far. But if he could get a win in his first Edinburgh derby at Tynecastle, that would be absolutely massive. Yeah, they haven't won here, I think, for about four years. Uh, Hibs in a, in a derby game. So if Nick Montgomery was to continue his decent start and win this game, then he's uh, he very... A lot of brownie points from the Hibs supporters, but you're right with Stephen Naismith. You know, I think even last season, towards the end of last season, when he was a caretaker manager, you know, people were thinking, no, he's not got it to be the manager yet. You know, an experienced 
but when he got the job there was then all the stuff with Frankie McAvoy was he the manager was he not the manager I think we all knew what was going on there but uh, I just think that left a wee bit of uncertainty amongst the, the supporters when I saw them play a couple of weeks ago against St Mum the fans were really unhappy the, the, the Hearts fans but they have got a bit of, a couple of good results and they've got a good team you know when you look at their team today you've got plenty of attacking options you've got Forrest and Vargas really pacing the ideas looking forward to seeing Alec Lowry playing in his best position as a number 10 Shankland up front they've got all sorts of options on the bench but I think, I think they'll be tested by, by Hibbs as well because Nick Montgomery has come in he's changed things around he's going to a 4-4-2 Ewan and Boiler White Doidge and Venter who have been very impressed by up front as well so there's plenty of attacking options on, on the field of play but I think Stephen Naismith probably needs victory more than than, uh, than than Nick Montgomery at the moment Montgomery's just in the door the fans will give him a wee bit of time but there's just a wee bit of doubt they're not quite convinced by Stephen Naismith that he's, he's the man for, for this job and if they lose today couple of weeks to lick their wounds as well is never a good thing Atmosphere sounding good there at Tynecastle let's hear from both managers starting with Stephen Naismith The atmosphere will be incredible it'll be a full house obviously the two sets of fans there and, and there's optimism for, for both sets so it's dealing with that but then also having the calmness during the game to get stick to the game plan and get the, the better of your opposition they're a different team I think they play a much more aggressive attacking style than they did before. He's definitely come in with his own ideas, so it's, it's definitely a different challenge to what Hibs have been over the last couple of years. Like I said, I think it'll be an entertaining game because it's two teams that want to attack. It's bragging rights, of course. You know the fans uh, look for that that game on the calendar, and there's a lot of talk about it. You know, talking two teams in in one city, so no doubt some families will be divided, but. Hopefully it's a really good game. Really looking forward to it. Obviously heard a lot, a lot about it, and I understand what a derby means for the fans. But yeah, just looking forward to it. Can't wait to to, to get there tomorrow, and yeah, for that 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 whistle to go. It's definitely uh, something that I'm looking forward to. One more of our featured matches to preview. We'll go back to Celtic Park next. The fastest goals. The experts' opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Just a few minutes away from kickoff in today's three o'clock kickoffs across Scotland. As I said earlier on, there have been some postponed matches across the divisions because of that heavy rain outside. I'm sure you will have noticed Dundee against Ross County in the Premiership is off. Bonnie Rig Rose against East Fife and Elgin Stenhouse Muir in League Two off as well. And Dunfermline against Arbroath in the Championship is off too. However, it looks as if the rest of the games will be going ahead and we will see Hugh Keevans how they are affected by the rain. Well, uh, one effect of the rain is that at Celtic Park, for example, it looks to have greatly reduced the crowd. Uh, so it'll be a different atmosphere at Celtic Park. And you can't blame people. You know, as I said, those who are there have battled through the rain to get there. Uh, and that will be the story throughout Scotland. Uh, but Celtic can't afford to be affected by external issues. They have one football incentive they have to honour and that is the need to go 10 points ahead of Rangers and see if Stephen Davis and his players tomorrow are affected by that in Paisley that in a nutshell is what Celtic's day is all about and one of the other effects is that the VAR technology doesn't appear to be working at Tynecastle for Hearts against Hibs in an Edinburgh derby as well you can just you can just see what's going to happen if it doesn't if it doesn't start working before kick-off there's going to be a big incident isn't there I'm a Fraser I'm looking forward to it I think it adds to the excitement a derby as well Tynecastle will be rocking 
Oh, I can't wait for it. But we keep on about the rain. It's a bit of rain. I love playing in the rain. That was my favourite. <laughs> it, it's a bit of rain. <laughs> Football or just in The pitch. Look at Tyne Castle for it. Listen to Fraser. It's perfect. If I was a player now, I'd be desperate to go out there. Strikers pitch off the goalkeeper. Bang. Hat trick away home by half past four. If right. you could get a trade, I had been my Porsche. Porsche. Okay, let's go back to Celtic Park. Gabriel Antoniazzi is going to give us all the build-up and a recap of the team news ahead of Celtic against Kilmarnock. Thank you, Andrew. Yes, Captain Cal McGregor just shaking hands there with his counterpart, Kyle Vassell. McGregor speaking through the week about the fact that he wants his side to take their Champions League frustration out on Kilmarnock. He says they want to put things right against the only team to beat them domestically this season. Since that game, Kilmarnock have not won any of their six matches, losing three and drawing three. And Celtic, on the other hand, have won all four domestic games. Yes, they've been suffering in the Champions League. They look like they're starting to click into gear and hope they can deliver a top performance here this afternoon. And as you said, if they do win, they'll be 10 points ahead of Rangers, seven ahead of second place St Mirren. Uh, the two teams, of course, playing each other tomorrow. A quick run-through of the teams then. Brendan Rodgers makes two changes to the side that he named against Lazio. Uh, Joe Hart is in goal as a defence of Alan Johnson, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Liam Scales and Greg Taylor. Midfield will be Callum McGregor, Rayo Hattati and Matt O'Reilly. Luis Palma starts on the left wing with Dazen Maida on the other side. Kyogo Furuhashi will play through the middle. What about the visitors? Two changes for them as well. Derek McInnes uh, making those changes since last weekend's draw with St Mirren. They look like they're in a 5-4-1 formation. It'll be Will Dennis in goal. Right wing back, Lewis Mayo with Corey, uh, Lewis Mayo, sorry, Corey and Bada on the other side. Stuart Finley, Joe Wright, and Robbie Dees will be in the centre of defence. Dan Armstrong and Matty Kennedy will play out wide with Brad Lyons and David Watson in the middle. Kyle Vassell will lead the line. As Hugh says, it is far from a sellout here. But that's due to the rain, possibly. Uh, it's not as intense as other parts of the country, but the dull drizzle will not let up here in the East End. Kilmarnock will hope this leveller, while Celtic will aim to be just as relentless as the weather. Matty Kennedy stands over the ball, and we are underway. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. Flu season has arrived. Make sure you're protected this winter. Yes, underway for today's three o'clock kickoffs. Lots of intrigue in those, and let's get the predictions from the three of you first of all. Before anything happens, I'm going for a narrow Celtic win. I don't think it will be a big margin, two-one possibly. I'm taking Hibs to win away against Hearts at Tynecastle. Airdrie, I think, will beat Air United. And at Livy, it's a draw with Motherwell. Oh, troubling day. I've got the exact same as Hugh oh, Keevans. Yeah, a Celtic win, a Hibs win at Tynecastle, Airdrie, and a draw at the Tony Macaroni. Right, I'm, I'm different. I'm not sticking with A2. I'm going Motherwell to beat Livingston. See how I'm doing this I'm going up the way Instead of down I'm going Airdrie to beat Air I'm going Hearts and Hibs a draw And I'm going Celtic To beat Kilmarnock Lock it in Final <laughs> answer Right okay So nobody is taking Air And nobody's taking Kilmarnock No confidence for either Of those sides No uh, Well you know It's hard on the basis Of stats uh, Where Kilmarnock are concerned You know They did beat Celtic Earlier in the season And Rangers But they've fallen away Badly 
And there's something about this guy Reese Bercabe at Airdrie He's clearly got something In a managerial capacity And I uh, just think they might have too much For Air United Yeah I mean there will be reduced crowds I think across the country just because it is tough to get around at the moment a lot of public transport has been cancelled the roads are a bit of a mess but good to see that you know supporters are out there supporting their team in a day like this Andrew, Mark Andrew i just seen a video there on Twitter of a guy in Bermulloch in a canoe <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not even joking we're paddling around the car park <laughs> 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 uh, so that, that shows the that's how you get into the office today because yeah, the trains are off yeah I mean so, well Aye. done to the fans that have made it Right, hold on, hold on a minute. What's he doing sitting in there? He's he's in the third floor flat and he's got a canoe. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we doing a shop styling. What you want? You see, if you if you're dedicated to this program, then you get the number six bus from Annie's Land, and you plough your way through and you get here and that's my story dedicated as ever there has been an early goal down the divisions Cove Rangers 1 and an Athletic nil, and it is Paul McGowan that is on the score sheet two minutes in but before I forget why don't we set this one up Hugh okay the first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online I may be wrong I frequently am But I think this is a tricky one Can you name The top 8 SPFL goal scorers Of all time Who have not Played For Celtic or Rangers Can you name The top 8 SPFL goal scorers Of all time They have not Played For Celtic or Rangers Yeah I quite like that one Remember oh, At Clyde SSB Get all your answers In the one tweet and send it to us if you want to see it in written form you can see it at Clyde SSB as I say on Twitter make sure to send it all in one tweet and you could be on the podium for the first half teaser I can see Mark and mm. Gordon are both deliberating already mm. over this one showing their yeah, answers to I, you I, I thought that and was the a first poor guess. answer is a dud yeah I thought uh, that was a poor one oh no I bet I beg your pardon <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I'm lucky good oh, start there you go boys if, if Hugh doesn't know the answers so, then we're yeah. in real no, trouble I thought, I thought I'd memorised all eight but yeah, I had I was no, coming in for a bit correct. thank you Hugh I, I know yeah, I'm a bit in all eight that's why I've been yeah. on the show so long a bit of Scottish interest right before the international break Southampton 1-0 up the goal scorer Stuart Armstrong well we can do with all the goal scorers we can lay our hands on but uh what a test Spain Seville you know, if, if Stevie Clark pulls that one off then he's a better man than I 4 for nil. Peterhead 1 Conor O'Keefe with the goal 5 minutes in so a good start for Peterhead away to 4 for what about Ange Postacoglu in the passing Spurs yeah. now top of the English Premier League by virtue of beating Luton and with 10 men yeah Yves Basuma sent off in the first half but they managed to get that goal Mickey van der Ven scoring in the second half yeah. it is it's all going pretty swimmingly for it I mean it's Certainly not only is. not mm. he's been praised for their performances and their style of play but they're also grinding out results where needed as well well today was they had three chances in the opening seven minutes it was unbelievable how they weren't ahead sooner but it just goes to show you what a manager can install in a team you know it's okay about style and, and the way you pass the ball but the belief in that Spurs team go down to ten men for large periods still get the result incredible and the media down there just love them we've seen his pre-match mm. interview on the pitch 
And you see Rio Fernand and Peter Crouch just standing almost in awe of the way he speaks as well. He's Gate three defeats. He'll be like everybody else. Kyogo has the ball in the back of the net, but it is yeah. flagged for offside. Yeah. Gabriel says it's a nice move, quite similar to the Lazio goal from mm-hmm. uh, midweek, but seemingly was, was quite a clear offside in that one. There's an even better start for Cove as well. They're now 2-0 up against Annan already. Blair Yule scoring, so 2-0 up in five minutes. And what about this for the start to the Edinburgh derby? Lauren Shanklin booked five minutes in. Fraser Wishart said it looked harsh, but it could be a day for <laughs> a busy day for that man, Willie Collum. It has a re- Wait, I've just seen it in my, my video on my, my phone. <laughs> on your smart device. Yeah, is that range certainly came from the West and get in Fraser's eyes because he's obviously <laughs> he's he's pure bald at the top, nothing of protection there. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's saying that's a bit harsh. Oh my goodness, Mr. Wisher. Well, it could be a busy afternoon for Willie Collum. Well, any game that Willie Collum's involved in has controversy because he makes it that way. Uh, but Obviously, Nick Montgomery wants a win. First Edinburgh Derby as his manager. Stephen A. Smith has had two Edinburgh Derbies but has failed to win either of them. So he badly wants a win. It's been hyped up all week. The crowd will be going off their heads. And Lauren Shanklin's caught up in the moment and rightly, deservedly, yellow carded. Could be a one-man show for Willie Collum as well if they don't get the VAR up and running there. Celtic trying to make things happen. Rio Hatati fires into the keeper's arms from 25 yards, so certainly trying to get an early goal there. Hatati yeah. could do a big performance today. I think David Friel was right. He was poor midweek and he, we've never really seen the form that he, he started with at Celtic. You know, people were blaming it on the contract situation and maybe he didn't want to be here and maybe had ideas of following his ex-manager down south. But now that he's signed and things are out of the way, you would like to see him getting back to his best. Yeah, a new deal, of course, for Rio Hitati a few weeks ago. And uh, yeah, Celtic, as I say, did have the ball in the back of the net earlier on, but Kyogo was quite clearly offside in that incident. So that one... Uh, will not happen for Livingston there was an early header wide from a corner from Iobolai he was completely free in the box but didn't manage to hit the target on that one still no goals in any of our featured matches well they're all lively though uh, and that's a good sign uh, I suppose if you're playing in the rain Dazzler does that get you love the rain mate I loved it I didn't like it when the Friday night I dyed the hair because oh. I would maybe run down the eyes occasionally. <laughs> but if I had um, the rain came the following week, I was right up. When for did it. you start dyeing it? When I was about 12. <laughs> I, I didn't like this blonde because uh, I thought I'd get too much attention as a footballer. So It's an odd thing, eh? Dying your hair when I've you never think it dyed did, my hair. Do you, you, you must regret nonsense. it now. It's the sun that bleached my hair. Uh, we chatted about well, it before. We oh. left you and me with brown hair and we came yeah. back in July and you had all silver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what has he been doing what in the job, summer? What a job that hairdresser done that weekend. It was incredible. Cammy Devlin has now been booked. That one was very much deserved according to Fraser Wishart and Hearts already with uh, two players on a booking in the early stages of this game. Less than eight minutes gone in that one. Cammy Devlin... Uh, not shy when it yeah, comes to exactly, bookings. Yeah. yeah, you put your money on him being booked in a derby. Uh, but, you know... The, the but he now has to get through yeah, exactly. 80 plus minutes. Long time to go. And he's also conceded in a dangerous area, so 
it's all going on at uh, Tynecastle as I thought it would. Yeah. I, do, I do agree with uh, Fraser for once. I think he's got the best game. It's a derby. Hibs have gone there with a bit of form. Hearts are in no bad form as well. Um, I think that'll be a cracker. I really do. I'd, I'd, if it wasn't raining, I'd like to be there. You, you, you would just want to be in this studio. I don't like you fancy getting out and about anymore, do you? Nah, nah. <laughs> it's a my good day, day to be in here. My, yeah. day, my days of travelling to games are gone. They're <laughs> gone. Well, what was the turning point for you? Uh, I'll tell you, I think the, the winters get too cold. The nights <laughs> get too lonely. <laughs> and dark. You were at the games thought... earlier on this season. You were at Easter Road. Yeah, I was, I was an afternoon just to get the flight. When you said the winters were getting too cold I thought we were going to get into some sort of climate change thing there and all of a sudden you just say that they get too lonely and it was just going into existential well, crisis well, anybody, sort of area there any, any pundit that, that put the service in for the Radio Clyde that I achieved here and Hugh was one of them after a Celtic game for instance at Parkhead you'd be sitting there at quarter past five on your own empty stadium the dark nights coming no, no, in no 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 that never happened to me I, I know when he chucked it when Alison moved on to Sky and she took her heater, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's a very, that's a very good point actually. The travel. electric heater was packed Allison away. Oh, oh, current employees bring bringing electric <laughs> heater out to games anymore, and all of a sudden Gordon DL wants the, to be the in the lady, studio. Uh, the, lady, uh, the lady who ran the press office, or rather the press room at Celtic Park, used to bring me out what she referred to as your medicine, sir. And uh, that sustained me through the last hour. Yeah, but unfortunately, I was driving you. <laughs> you were on the six fifty-six bus back to Clyde <laughs> During a game? No, during the phone. No, oh, right. Okay, uh, that's okay. Then. That's so right. so, Some of your comments so, were a bit. <laughs> so for all those that are listening, now you know the reason why. Oh, medicine. Uh, nothing wrong with being forthright. Roger, Roger Hannah's just sent in a photo from your youth, Gordon DL, My youth? saying that you'd need three bottles of dye for that barn. I tell you what, it's, uh, it's quite an impressive uh, head of hair you had on you. Do you know I had long hair when I was uh, young because I, I had the feather cut. I was like Paul Mariner. Go and Google him. I was a spitting image of him. Played, yeah, played with England. Remember him? Played no. Ipswich? No. More like the ancient Mariner. There you go, there's, there's the photo that Roger's oh, Wow, that's a city that's, that's, that's quite a good bar, isn't it? By the way, flag. I tell you what, right, I'm watching a lot of Sopranos just now. You look like, have you watched Sopranos? <laughs> yeah. You look like uh, the boy Christopher. What's his second name? Oh, Sandy. Uh, he looks a bit like him in that pool. Get yourself on there. No. <laughs> whatever Roger says today, I'm quite happy with my favourite pundit, best lad. How have you went from that head of hair? <laughs> To what I'm looking at just now I, I, I think, bald spot I, I, I think it's quite easy to explain Mark When I was there I was 21 I'm now 61 I think 40 <laughs> years puts a bit of difference well, You've you obviously mate. not taken care of that Have I not? I've got a bit Because you've made your bald I'm the not, back. I've got a wee bit of that I think you're fine what, what do you mean taking care of it? It's, it's not nature He's got to use <laughs> conditioner And you know I don't think that helps male pattern baldness I didn't know you had dandruff <laughs> Back to the football Alex Lowry has hit the post A low left footed shot from 20 yards Hearts almost taking the lead in the derby And there's an early change for Airdrie as well Cammy Ballantyne has gone how, off Injured Canayo Megwa How many people has come on How many people have you heard say If Lowry had been in a Rangers jersey Limassol would have been different uh, It's another Michael Beale. Odd decision to let Lowry go on loan for a season, I think. 
Yeah, he has impressed. He's not always started at Hearts, Alex mm-hmm. Lowry, but he's made some good contributions so far. He'll be looking to make a real big contribution in this game against a against a rival. I think I think it's a great bit of business for a lad, right? He had to get out. He had to get playing. I don't buy into if he was playing against Limassol Rangers would have been better. I don't buy into that. He's not that level yet, but he's now. But, get, but would the question is would he have been better than the players that were on the pitch? I they might not have won the game, but would he have been but, better but than Sam Lammers, or would he have been better but, but, than? But you can't answer that question. How can you answer that question? Can you say, yeah, he'd have been better? How do you know he'd have been better? But you know, have, let's just, end, let's just end all debate on this talk show then, shall but we? No, but he could, he could have been worse. It doesn't. What I'm saying is, I don't think Alex I, I'm not. I'm not stating that he will have right. been better, but it, you know, the question is, you know, could he potentially have been a better option from what he's done at his time at Hearts? Starting, is, a, starting a sub instead of starting Lundstrom or whoever could have been potentially better. We'll never know. What I'm saying is... I think Alex Lowry and the question you asked me about Hearts it's a great move for a lad because he's waited his time he come on against was it Kilmarnock and scored the winner mm-hmm. right he's now getting a start in the derby he looks very very confident he's getting a bit of confidence with a run of games so the move to Hearts has been very good for him and hopefully the boy will continue I but think you, he's a good place you said he wasn't at that level yet Limassol don't have a level they're, they're 293rd in the, the world but, rankings But, but what, what Rangers fans will say Rangers is that the, the current team Are not at that level So I think it's a fair question to assess Whether Alex Lowry would be doing a, a better job or not Than the players I, I, that are on I, the pitch for Rangers I, I, I would just say to you I think that fundamentally It was the wrong thing to do To let him go from Ibrox Among many wrong things that Michael Beale did I tell you what, it is a tasty Edinburgh derby Lewis Miller has now been booked Three yellow cards already in the first 15 minutes Is there going to be a red card in that game? Without Uh, doubt You could get a chance We Willie's there Willie's there, yeah He'll keep keep control of the situation (laughs) He's handled many a derby He's sent one off just to keep his hand in He's not frightened of the big occasion yeah, I'm sure Fraser is enjoying that game there so far The conditions as well, do you like that on a derby day? Love it, love it I, lo- I, I, I was not kidding As a player, I don't know about Mark Because Mark wasn't the same sort of a goal scorer as me But as a player, and especially a striker And I go back to strikers I love those conditions You know, everything followed in off the goalkeeper You know, I, I just thought that the ball was zipped about quicker I thought the pace of the games were quicker. I'll bet you every guy that's at the games today, apart from obviously Livingston with the Arsenal I don't know how that works, but in grass pitch, good grass pitches, will be saying the pace of the game is a lot quicker. Is it the flip side for a defender? Do defenders not like it when the I, conditions I are like this? I hated it. hated it when it was weather like this because that's right. You know, everything favours the attacker. Um... So it was difficult situations, even just a wee slip at the wrong time, and guys like him would nip in and take all the glory, you know. So it's it's a difficult situation. We're you know here in the Hearts game, in Hibs game, that just the ball runs that wee bit quicker, which obviously forces you into maybe tackles that you don't usually make. So it's uh, tricky circumstances out there for defenders. I'm, I'm disappointed we've not got a goal yet. Yeah. You know, yeah, none in our featured matches so yeah, far. Yeah, we're 17, 18 minutes into the, uh, the the game starting. I thought we'd have had plenty of action, plenty of goals. Um, but we'll be coming. Chelsea behind again, losing away to Burnley this time. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I don't think uh, Pochettino will be long for that job uh, if things don't pick up soon. 
It's a funny thing about Celtic, you know, for the, the given the quality that they have all over the shop. Uh, domestic matches, they you know, Motherwell. If it gets to half time and Celtic haven't scored, St Johnston at home, half time nil nil, full time nil nil. They 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 flatter to deceive. Yeah, they've had a few efforts. There was the the Kyogo goal that was clearly offside. Rio Hitati fired into the keeper's arms from 25 yards. Liam Scales had a, a header from a corner that was a safe enough save, though not too much from Celtic after that. There has been a first sort of opening for Kilmarnock, a nice ball from Danny Armstrong, the first real foray forward for Kilmarnock. But if Kilmarnock are to do anything today at Celtic Park, you think Danny Armstrong will be key to that as good he player. mostly is for Kilmarnock. I like him. I think he's a good player. You're not so keen I, like, you? I, I do like uh, my, ball one, but my ball Armstrong yeah, no, He's a good player um, I do like but him But going back to Celtic I think As the season wears on And you see more of this I think the fans will become More used to it. I'm not saying they'll be happy with it But they'll be used to The more patient Slower build up Postacogos team is totally different Just overwhelmed teams In the first 15-20 minutes Quite often get a goal This Celtic team are built Differently now but as long as they get the job done somehow, we've seen, and you rightly mentioned St. Johnson game, but you've seen Motherwell game. Uh, you see, was it Dundee just after half time where it was a laboured first half? But as long as they spring into action sometime, and the fans go away happy at the end of the day. Greg Taylor with the shot over the bar this time. It was Lewis Palmer with the initial effort. That one was blocked, popped up to Taylor, but that one he couldn't get on target. I just wonder if, if Lewis Palmer scores for Celtic today whether it'll be a bit more of a, a reserved celebration just in case there is no. a VAR shout. Do you not think so, no? No, no, not at all. Clearly got an ego the size of the City Chambers. Uh, no, he's, he's just scored in the Champions got, League, though. You've not? got to celebrate like that. You've got to in the Champions League. I mean, I, everybody in the ground, I was I was there. Nobody knew what it was for, really. And that just opening exchange, everyone was going, well, what's the check for? Because I don't think Palma would have can't criticise players for celebrating scoring in the Champions League, surely. I, I just have. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I think if he scores today, he'll add 10 minutes on to the game. Uh, so, But he does have an eye for goal, which is something that Yang clearly does not. Yang, uh, you know, Gordon Dale said before the game started that he, he wasn't convinced about him. And I think that's clearly the impression that uh, has been left on uh, Brendan Rodgers uh, you know you can be the step over king of the east end of Glasgow but he's got no end product and Palma does have interesting to see how Cameron Carter-Vickers fares today Celtic fans will have been excited about him coming back of course came off the bench midweek lost the ball uh, that ended up leading to a goal but in from the start today yeah, good to get minutes but in he, legs. Needs, he needs 90 minutes uh, and he needs to build on that because he is Celtic's best defender but funny enough I've seen at the start of the show I thought when he came on and I was surprised that he came on actually um, but must have been a, a planned substitution perhaps because was that the wrong call for you? Uh, no because we can all make mistakes I, I, I actually agree with Daz see once Carter Vickers makes a mistake in possession it's an awful lot to do for Lazio to get a goal mm. now when you look at Alistair Johnson's positioning I'm a great fan of Alistair Johnson He's got so much praise since he's came here I think Brendan Rodgers highlighted it after the game as well He leaves his position almost You know, to attack and go forward Forgetting about if Cameron Carter-Vickers lose the ball You're in a whole world of trouble And that's who scores It's O'Reilly's got an overload at the back And Johnson can't recover So a lot had to happen But I thought he looked 
commanding when he came in. You know, his aerial duels, he won, I think, two or three of them right away. He looked good in the ball. It's just that one incident, but it could have happened to anybody. I'd, I'd love to know if that was... Uh, a planned substitution first You'd think it was Because quite often Physios will essentially Give a player A, a mm. clear to play For 30 minutes And it maybe seemed As if it got to that 60 minute mark And Brendan Rodgers thought Well I'd rather have My, my number one centre back On the pitch Hold on though Goal flashes With M&D Green Pharmacy Well we were just talking About him not too long ago Celtic 1 Komarnik nil, And it's Rayo Hatate With the goal He breaks through The Komarnik defence Enters the box Slides it into the bottom corner Down to the keeper's right And Rayo Hatate Puts Celtic ahead Well Mark Rosen said He was due a big performance Uh, He has looked out of sorts There was the confusion Over his contract He has now extended And he is A major player for Celtic And uh, Brendan Rodgers will be very happy to see that one's win Yeah, he's a wonderful footballer But he just lost his way in recent weeks And he did need something It might just be a goal that sparks his season um, And he needs to add more goals Matt Riley's done it uh, But Real Hattati starting well today And a good start for Celtic Because hearing that they've had a good few chances Kilmarnock blocking a few efforts But now just after 20 minutes to get the goal And... Yeah, I think it's important for Celtic to get off and running. You don't want to have another game going in at half time, nil nil, and people saying, "Oh, it's been flat," and there's a reaction after the Lazio game. You know, Kamarnock have gone there, made it very difficult. We know Derek will have his team very well drilled, very well set up, and to get a goal after twenty plus minutes, ah, listen, that's them off and running now. I can't, I couldn't see Kamarnock ever. Getting a result at Celtic Parks after that. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers had, you know, mentioned something about Rio Hitati just in the, the summer that not quite that his mind was elsewhere, but just that, you know, maybe just hadn't got um the start he wanted this campaign just because there were a few moving parts in the summer. But he's now signed that new deal. He's now got a goal. I don't think anyone can doubt the ability that Rio Hitati has. Is this do you feel like this could really kick start his season? Well, you would hope so, um, and he's got all the attributes for it. Too. We've seen it before, but look, many when players get off-field issues in their head for whatever reason that may be, it may be family situations. Look at Tom Rogic this week as an example. It may be contract issues, just something unsettling. I think it transfers to the pitch. You can see it in their performance, and obviously Hitati had some baggage here in that respect. But he's sorted it out now. Got the goal this afternoon. Do you know? Do you know? Goal flashes. With M&D Green Pharmacy Airdrionians nil. Air United 1 Logan Chalmers with the goal A tap in at the back post From a Jamie Murphy cross And Air United away at Airdrie Are 1-0 up Well will this help that? Roger get over Akinyemi you know, We found another goal scorer In an Air United shot uh, But that's, a, that's good for that game uh, I look forward to Airdrie's response now Aidan McGeady Playing for yeah. Air, air, yeah. Is he today? Take a look. He's, uh, <laughs> Glad we all listened to Roger Hanna when he know, read, know, read out the yeah. lineups earlier on. Yeah. Uh, Aidan McGeady is not, not playing, playing today. No. No. It's a good start for United because I think I think we all called Airdrie this afternoon for a home victory. Um, but still a lot of football to be played. But um, first goal is always important in these games. You get back to Hatate. I just think that sometimes. Players nowadays are not allowed a few games off for him. And Hatati, of course, he's been a bit flat and a bit off. 
But he cannot deny he's a terrific footballer And he was always going to come Again, he was always going to come back into that form That goal this afternoon has probably done him the world of good Gets his confidence back, up and running again He's, he's a quality player a big game at the top of the championship as well Wraith Rovers 1, Dundee United 0 Lewis Vaughan with the goal for the home side Great start for my old club um, I always thought that would be a difficult game for Jim Going down there this afternoon um, down, down which road? From Dundee to, to Kirkcaldy Oh that's a hard one um, Ah you'd go over the old Tay Bridge wouldn't you? No I don't think so not I would I wouldn't go down through the table. <laughs> and this is the analysis that people are tuning in for. Mm, I'll try to think what way I'd go. For Dundee to well, Kirkcaldy. While you work that out, I'll update a couple of goals. Strunrar 1, Spartans 0. Uh, Thomas Orr with the goal. Edinburgh City 0. Kelty Hearts 1. Uh, TB Daramola, who's had a really good start to the season for them, with the goal. Worked it out yet, Gordon? Yeah, I, I, I'm, would, just, I'm thinking... You're I, now just going to agree with Mark, aren't I'm you? Because you can't because, think of any other... No, no, because I go down by leaving, down to the wee roundabout, take a left, don't go right, take a left, down by Randolph where we used to train, down to the bottom of the town, take first right, and you're right at the front is door. It, is it okay to say I'm losing the world to live? <laughs> yeah. What bus would you take, q and <laughs> Right, Hugh, <laughs> give, give, give us a recap of the teaser and we'll get some wrong answers. We don't okay. need... Right, I'd, I'd turn like into to know, a sat nav. I'd like to know how Ant and Deck are doing with this one. Well, Can you right. name the top eight SPFL goal okay. scorers of all time? And they have not played for Celtic Rangers. The top eight SPFL goal scorers of all time who have not played for Celtic or Rangers. Remember, get all your answers in one tweet at Clyde SSB. Scott Connie has gone for. A Darren Mackey No Dar- Oh remember Darren Mackey Played He's also gone times. for Kevin Van Veen As not well there, Not there Okay Hugh, A bit of work to do Out there oh, work like a, homework An old history yeah. teacher he's, he's actually got the same outfit on As my old history teacher The old tank There we go Tank top Oh one. Is that incorrect that one Hugh? Yeah That's uh, incorrect Lewis Edwards Has gone for Sam Cosgrove No and Charlie Bear on Twitter has not understood the question and he's named all the ones from this current season. Ah, right. So we have the likes of Adam LaFondra and Christian Deutsch Charlie, in there. Charlie, I'm going to read this out to you very slowly. Sit up and pay attention. Can you name the top eight SPFL goal scorers of all time who have not played for Celtic or Rangers? Charlie. The hint is there In fairness I think he's read the tweet Which doesn't say Of all time But Make sure it is Of all time When you are sending us Those eight answers How are those two Getting on Hugh? Yeah they've got four Okay Hold on I've got, I'm going to Get a cracker here Hugh Manchester United 1-0 down as well At home to Brentford How long could he I get away with that it? Would, I think that would be the straw That would break the camel's back Surely Oh here we go Goal flashes With M&D Green Pharmacy a wonder goal for Hearts at Tynecastle Ooh. against Hibs and it's the man in form Alan Forrest that's got it cut in from the left hit a screamer into the top right hand corner from 25 yards and Hearts are 1-0 up against Hibs well what a fantastic start for them uh, you know it's been even so far but uh, it's not only good to have broken the deadlock but if you break it in dramatic Crowd pleasing fashion, all the better. Tyne Castle will be rocking. Um, and Hugh's quite rightly saying that about the goal. 
if you got a tap in, great derby, but if you got a screamer for 25 yards, makes it so much sweeter. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Alan Forrest, good player. You know, reminds you, definitely reminds you when you look at my brother James. Gordon Duncan's in his sister as well. Yeah, yeah, Plays Lisa. Lisa. Plays for uh, Glasgow City. Glasgow City, is it? Yeah, unbelievable. I didn't even know that, but good week for the Forest family. Well, we're yeah, often Scotland running Youth better. International as well. We're often running. We were talking about the lack of goals. Now we've got a goal in the Edward Derby. Rio Hatati's put Celtic in front. Logan Chalmers for Air United. And now we just have to wake him up. The Tony Macaroni. A strike from Lewis Palma. A decent strike, but it is saved uh, by the Kilmarnock goalkeeper. So it remains 1-0 to Celtic. And David Friel, what's his usual line? Uh, it's Drake or something. Scrappy. Uh, scrappy. scrappy. David scrappy. Friel says it is scrappy between Livingston yeah. and Mother. He was a bit late with his scrappy. Um, ah, what's that, about day? half an hour in, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm honestly surprised because I thought that Motherwell, who lost to St Mirren, were the better side that day. Motherwell, who lost to Rangers, were the better side that day. Motherwell, who lost to Celtic, were perhaps not the better side, but were unlucky to lose. Uh, and now I'm surprised that they're struggling, obviously, at uh, the Tony Macaroni. Yeah, not much to report there. Hearts 1-0 up against Hibs. Celtic 1-0 up against Kilmarnock. And in our featured championship game, it is Air United that have the lead away to Airdrionians. I'm doing well here. I'm standing next to Brain of Britain. He's just put Van Veen down. You told him Van Veen wasn't the answer. Sorry, Andrew was concentrating yeah. on the results coming in. Just point. Van Veen, Van Veen. <laughs> Did you see there was a, a clip doing the rounds of a, a goal he scored? I think it must have been midweek. A free kick, brilliant free kick. Right up at the away support Celebrating They were throwing all sorts at him And he was just oh, lapping it up Loves it doesn't he He does love it Good player Motherwell missing him but Even though they've had some good performances But you're going to miss How many goals score? 30? No it wasn't 30 was it? As much as 30? No under Just 30, under 30 But an incredible return <coughs> uh, But Fraser Wishart says Hibs are wobbling Too many mistakes oh Hearts fans are rocking At Tynecastle So it will be a big test Of these Hibs players And of Nick Montgomery uh, As well uh, And yet they've gone into the match Under Nick Montgomery Four games One two Drawn two You know It's not as if they've gone there In a state uh, But You know It's the Edinburgh Derby the, the number of late And dramatic finishes there uh, Are legendary um, Yeah I remember Hibs been 4-2 up and Hearts scored twice and, and time added on make it 4-4 people say about old firm games that form goes out the window going into them would you say it's the same for the Edinburgh Derby Um, the, the just a, my take in Edinburgh Derby it always seems that Hearts are just a team that's always in the ascendancy and more often not win the game Hibs never seem to turn up in these big games especially yeah. at Tynecastle well with Fraser said that it was a 4 Four years ago, that oh, the last one, one in eight, one in eight, is it? You remember Dazzler the, the, the when uh, the John Robertson era Hearts mm. went twenty-two Edinburgh derbies without losing one. Twenty-two, uh, and that mm. record remains unchallenged by any other city with a derby. Oh, what a goal that would have been! Dan Casey tries to lob Shamal George from the halfway line. It was a free kick, and it took a really good Shamal George save to tip it over. He wasn't expecting it. It looked as if it was going in from Dan Casey. Deliberate It's not going to count From Casey uh, Oh yeah Went for it Yeah But there is another one of these Ooh. Goal flashes With M&D Green Pharmacy
We asked how he would celebrate It's Celtic 2 Kilmarnock 0 And it's Lewis Palma This one A really good goal as well Curled in Over 20 yards out This one goes into the top corner And Lewis Palma Puts Celtic 2-0 up Well I said earlier on You know He has what Yang Does not have And that's an eye for a goal His cross At Motherwell Turned into a goal But it was one heck of a cross To begin with And he He, he got his just reward And the goal against Lazio Would have been a real feather in his cap But for VAR And that was a shame for him But the guy just has an eye for goal He doesn't have great pace But he has that eye for He's goal He's justified to pick this afternoon You've got yeah. to say You yeah. know Because Brendan Rodgers could easily Went with Yang again And the experience of Forrest Just freshened up a little bit But Palmer's been given the, 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 the nod And uh, he's obviously rewarded his manager With a Getting the key details from Gabriel as well. Lewis Palmer's top stayed on in his celebration this time. <laughs> uh, it's raining. <laughs> you don't want to be, you don't want to be getting yourself wet on your idea. But I mean, it's clearly. Oh no! Oh, it can't be. Could you believe it if this one gets ruled out? It is a VAR check for a possible offside for Lewis Palmer's goal. So we will oh, wait and see. However. Not too long a wait The goal has been given nice. It does stand Luis Palma has his goal And now he gets two celebrations ah, For the well prize of one It's clearly what he's going to bring To Celtic though I think we've seen that And the, the few appearances uh, He's made so far That Hugh's right He looks like he lacks real pace Which Yang does have But what he has is end product He can cut in in that right foot And whip in a wicked delivery Into that back post area Or Whip one in like he's done this afternoon. It's what he's going to bring. Very much kind of like Scott Sinclair under, remember Brendan Rogers. Scott Sinclair, I don't think, was ever going to really run away from anyone. But what he did have was those couple of touches, shifting it and putting it into a dangerous area. And also started to score from the very word go because he, he, he signed one day, played against Hearts mm. the next and scored the yeah, winning goal. Yeah. Well, Kamarnock nearly got one back instantly. It was a Kyle Vassell cross nearly turned into his own net by Cameron Carter-Vickers, but it did not, and it remains 2-0 to Celtic. But that does seem to be a real feature for Lewis Palmer, whether it is from open play, whether it's from set pieces, that right foot delivery, or you know those curling efforts with that right foot seem to be really dangerous. Yeah, um, and that's why I think he'll prefer playing on the left wing. He loves to come in there. You've seen it last week at Fur Park. I thought the boy, I felt for him the other night there because VR is killing the game at times. Well, it's killing it when celebrating goals for strikers. But um, today, he's dusted himself down. He's been picked. He's been out there and he's eventually got his reward. I think he'll end up not bad signing for something. You know, apart from the goal-scoring knack that he has, the ball he put across for James Forrest last weekend, and James Forrest really should have scored. Mm. The, the, the header was straight at the Motherwell goalkeeper. Strikers but, love to play with that, Hugh. You know, they know when he comes to his right foot, yeah. like the James Forrest ball that's coming in the box. Now, Jota was terrific, but I guess Kyogo and the guys... You know, struggled sometimes to see when Jot was going to put the ball in the box. Chopped and chopped, and you know he had a good return for assist, right enough. But Palma, you know what you're getting. Touch at the body, and it's going in. So you can see. But then it's the flip side of that that Jota was maybe more unpredictable when it came to defenders, though. Oh uh, well, if you ask me who I would prefer to play against, Palma all day long, of course, because I would just try and shut off his right hand side. I've yet to see anything on his his left side. He may prove me wrong But Jota could go either way Of course 
Um, but it's such a, you know, such a strong point having your team. If you've got a guy who's predominantly right-footed on that left wing who cuts in but can whip it in with the quality he's got, you're going to get, find yourself with a lot of goals as a result of that at the end of the season. Could a big performance today from Lewis Palmer, which it looks to be so far, could that really nail down his spot in the starting eleven? Because Brendan Rodgers, apart from defensively where they've had injuries, has been pretty consistent with his starting lineup. Although, you know, the, the third member of that front three without Jota has changed quite a lot. Do you think that Lewis Palmer could really, you know, add himself alongside Kyogo and Maida as almost certain starters? Well, if you if you if it was the biggest game of the season tomorrow and you're picking Celtic team, I think everybody would agree. And maybe that one position would be open for opinions. You know, because you've got three or four. He's tried Forrest there. He's tried Yang there. Abad is injured. You know, Palmer's come in. Yeah, of course, if he keeps doing what he's doing, it'd be very hard to replace him. Well, but for VAR, you'd be talking about someone who had three goals for Celtic in the space of a week. Um, so he scored against Motherwell, now scored against Kilmarnock. Very It was just an offside goal, though. Yeah, you yeah. can't really say if it, if it wasn't for... The goal being disallowed because it was rightly disallowed. Of course it was, yeah. But it it just has the knack. He's a two-goal hero. Yang's a one-trick pony. A second goal for uh, (laughs) Conor O'Keefe. Peter Head 2-0 up against Forfart. Poor Yang here getting uh, He's been judged already. Glasgow Airport for you, sir. I will agree. I thought Yang had a bit of a nightmare with end product right the other night. But what I did like about him as a winger when he got the ball direct he was direct and okay let's be honest he kept losing the ball when he was direct Mm -hmm. but it takes a lot of bravery to do that so I I think there's something in Yang I think there's something there could be proved wrong at the end end of the season but I just think there's something there well cover your ears Roger Hanna York City are 1-0 up against Bromley and it's Dippo Akinyemi that's got the goal I think 8 and 15 He's got for York now. If you can't score against Bromley, yeah, he is playing in the National League. Um, Stranraer won, Spartans won. James Cragen with the goal for the visitors. Right, level things up there. I remember him at Partick Thistle. What about the Palmerston Pep? Where's he? No, uh, no, he's not lost the any, goal yet. Yeah, I don't think there's been any goals in that game so far. He usually loses the first goal, so he'd be better hurry up and get it over with. You, you'll be getting in. your money's worth for goals certainly at, at Queen of the South games this season wouldn't yeah. you yeah. well plays open expansive football yeah. shall we do the teaser one last time and give them a yes, one, one minute it. warning can you name the top 8 SPFL goal scorers of all time who have not played for Celtic or Rangers how are you two getting on with this we're doing okay we've got 6 Here, could, no, you, five could, could you look at that and have I played with any of those players? No, I can't. No, I can't. Oh, that's that's before your time. Yeah. Can't. Uh, five out of eight. There's one that, 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 that I thought, ooh, I didn't think he scored that many goals. But uh, there's one. Who is it? Well, I'm not going <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> How many have we got, Mark? Five. Five, five out of eight. <sighs> Anybody on the podium, Andrew? Hey, I think I, I need to check, actually. No, no one so far. No, only one so. Only one so far All one Yep So Hard question then Hugh. Still a bit of work yeah. to do On that teaser Get your answers in At Clyde SSB Still time To get on that teaser What do you think What do you think Is the minimum number of goals To get on that list of eight Would be Um Go 55 
What a guess that is By the way 53 You were thinking in the hundreds Before Mark gave Absolutely his answer And I said no that it was chance. a good answer yeah. uh, Some wrong answers Elizabeth has said Craig Dargo No, no. Uh, That's a good show She scored a few goals uh, Also Oh sorry that was Scott McDougall Scott has also said a Fletcher I'm assuming that's Stephen Fletcher Where do we go down that road? No No Okay As I say The podium is not full So get you your answers you, All in one tweet At well, Clyde SSB You would have thought Stephen Fletcher would have been on it Wouldn't you? Yeah Yeah that's the, that's the reason Why we put the answer down But he's not No uh, No he played a lot of his Football in England Didn't aye, he really aye. Bad answer this is the type of afternoon that Brendan Rodgers would have been after because it's, it's maybe not the best conditions out there. It's after a tough midweek game, but to be 2-0 up, going into half-time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, always good, Andrew, after a, a Champions League game. If you get most of the, the work done in the first 45 minutes and particularly when you get a player like Hitati scoring and, you know, back to form and then a new signing scoring as well. We'll hear from Gabs at half time, but they do seem to be enjoying themselves, Celtic. You know, the, the, the goals have been quality pieces of work. Uh, there were the other chances. Kilmarnock just seemed to be, this will be game seven in a row without a win. Uh, that has to be a concern for Derek McInnes. Uh, certainly doesn't move you closer to the Rangers job. Uh, so. You think he'll still be in the running in that list of final interviews, Derek? No. I don't think he's been interviewed I don't think you can interview another Premiership manager without today's media world finding out about it yeah. that, would, that would be quite a story you know the Premiership manager being interviewed by another club you, you, difficult to keep that a secret yeah I mean what route do you see Rangers going down Gordon DL do you have any ideas of no no no, I don't. <laughs> ah, okay, no, mind then. Ah, you're earning your money on this show. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> Brilliant. Obviously, I, I, I for me they need a man manager, right? Because I think they've tried this wonder coach that comes in and sets up the tactics and plays us, uh, you know, magnificent football. I think they need somebody again and really address the situation inside the dressing room. You know, and I think man managers, strong leaders, guys that can get in there, get players, as Mark said, you've got to come in, you've got to work with these players to January, remember. So you've got to get a tune out of them. And I think that the way you get a tune out of them is man management. I think you look at Postacoglu, I think Postacoglu is magnificent at it. He comes into Celtic Park. I thought man, you were just about to pitch him there as a, no, no, no. a potential candidate. Man, man, manage, yeah. man manages uh, Celtic, goes to Tottenham, loses probably one of the best players in Europe. And man manages his team and they're sitting to the, the top of the league. Now, it's well known that Postacoglu doesn't spend a lot of time in the training grounds or whatever, but it's the way he handles the players and I think that's what Rangers need to go for. A strong leader character. A second goal for Dumbarton. They're 2-0 up against Clyde. Tony Wallace from the penalty spot. Montrose won Alawa nil as well. Blair Lyons scoring for the home side in that game. No, but I'm amazed at the amount of Rangers fans who, who don't fancy Kevin Muscat though when you look at his previous record you know, pretty much a copy of the path Postacoglu took and very much a kind of disciple of his why wouldn't you want to try something along those they, lines they, they somebody's been at, successful they look at the CV and they find one short sharp stint in Europe unsuccessful 
Postacoglu had, Coglu a, had a, a, short, a short, sharp, sharp stint, stint in, in Europe. Europe as well. That doesn't suit my argument at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that surprises me because I think Rangers need somebody who has a, a, a formula that works that results in silverware and success. I think you need a certain type of manager. And Daz is right, if you can mix that with a man-manager, um, then you're only a winner. Tell you what, this first half has flown in in these games. Let's round this off, you. Okay. The first half teaser with the slash football for the best football news and opinion online. I asked you if you could name the top eight SPFL goal scorers of all time, and they had not played for Celtic Rangers. I'm going to do this in ascending order, Dazzle. That means I'm going up. The way, right? Good guns. Go anywhere you want. Gary O'Connor would be preferable. Gary O'Connor with fifty-three goals. Stevie Crawford with sixty. Colin Nish with sixty-one. Liam Boyce also on sixty-one. Michael Higdon on seventy-three. Billy Mackay on eighty-three. Adam Rooney on eighty-five. And the top man who did not play for Celtic or Rangers. John Sutton with 96 goals And the top man on the podium The only one on the podium Token Jester Who oh. gets in there We get every one of them right I said to you And you you butted in Have I played with, <laughs> have I played with any of them And your answer was Oh no that was ages and ages ago Stevie Crawford I asked you the question Have I, played? I remember you asking the question And yeah. you said Absolutely no that was ages ago I maybe thought you'd asked if you were in there you're t- you're is, that the, is that the route you were going down Stevie Crawford Yeah Yeah. And call, I had Colin Nish right at the end So we get eight we're There's no the way you got Colin Nish at the end That's not a look on your actually, face Actually he did oh, right, right Colin okay. Nish Wow Red card for Lennon Miller oh, Motherwell dear. down to ten men And it is the youngster Who is down to t- uh, Who's sent off Any idea what the offence was? No we will wait and get an update From David Freely Brought down Mackay Who was through on goal Oh, sore one Everything going yeah, so well he was the last man Took one Lennon for the team Miller. Lennon Miller Yeah but The young man will learn for it You have to go through these Points in your career Fergal yeah. Sharkey Teenage uh, kicks Stephen Kingsley Off for An injury that one is Blocked a shot Maybe a twisted knee He's off on a stretcher There is going to be a VAR Check though VAR review On Lennon with Miller With m Green Pharmacy on Lennon Miller Yes we will give you that After the half time report From Celtic Park Gabriel Celtic 2 Kilmarnock nil At the interval Thanks to impressive goals From Rayo Hatate And Luis Palma Celtic looking very comfortable One of their most accomplished Halves of the season so far and they were at it from the off Akiogo had the ball in the back of the net within five minutes a lovely move but it was rightly ruled out for offside Hatate and Liam Scales both had decent efforts within the first 15 minutes as well they were well saved by Will Dennis in the Killy goal they were playing particularly well down the left hand side Greg Taylor linking up really well with Luis Palma uh, Hatate getting into some nice positions as well and the Japanese star made the most of it after 22 minutes breezing through the Killy midfield entering their box and just slotting the ball along the deck into the far corner looking back to his old self and just over 10 minutes later for the hoops had doubled their advantage a Palmer showing his brilliant ball striking ability stroking it into the top left hand corner from over 20 yards he was made to sweat though with a VAR check he thought he was going to lose a second goal this week after his heartbreak against Lazio thankfully for him 
it was judged to have been onside. Achille went straight up the other end from centre with captain Kyle Vassell. He cut it back. Cameron Carter-Vickers, upon his return to the team, nearly turned it in his own net. Joe Hart saved the ball on the line, and that's Achille's best chance. The only real chance, you have to say. And Derek McInnes going to want so much more from his side. They are miles away from the team who won against Celtic six weeks ago. The hoops are on easy street. They're in their groove. They'll hope for more second-half goals as they look to go seven points clear at the top. Half-time here at Parkhead. Celtic 2, Kilmarnock 0. Well, that's the only half-time whistle in our featured games so far. There was that VAR check for Lennon Miller's red card. In fact, it is now half-time at that game between Livingston and Motherwell at the Tony Macaroni Arena. David Friel can tell us what the outcome of that was. Yeah, half-time, Andrew. Living now, Motherwell now, but late drama here. Goalless at the break, but Lennon Miller was sent off for a last-man foul, basically, in the final minutes of that first half. Obviously, they've the better openings, to be fair to him. David Martindale will now be demanding his players surely going and get a win with that extra-man advantage. Livy started really well. He had two chances inside eight minutes. Iobali headed right from McConnell. He probably should have done better. Stephen Kelly then got the end of a brilliant Dan Mackay cutback. He had two shots blocked by Beavis McGarry from about 12 yards. Motherwell came into the game more defensive a few set pieces but the best effort came from an ambitious Dan Casey shot from the halfway line on the half hour mark nobody expected the Motherwell defender to shoot when he stood over a free kick Livingston keeper Jamal George definitely didn't expect it he was caught by surprise and had to race back to tip the ball over the bar looked like the first half was just going to peter out but then Livingston on a counter Dan Mackay was played in Lenny Miller he did great to get back but couldn't get there in time he tripped the Livy winger Don Robertson came out with the red card there was a VAR check but Lenny Miller was sent off so, goalless at the break, but Livy do have that man advantage with Motherwell down to 10 men. Half time, Livy nil, Motherwell nil. Yeah, that will be a real disappointing one from Lennon Miller, but it has been a fantastic season for him up until this point, Mark. Yeah, outstanding young player, had many, uh, many standout performances so far this season. So, he'll obviously be sitting in there gutted at half time, uh, especially with his manager just coming in and maybe having a pop on. VAR Review. With M&D Green Pharmacy A check at Tynecastle for a possible Hibs penalty for handball I'll tell you, we'll find out the result of that After Roger Hanna tells us the half-time story between Airdrie and Air United Yes, Andrew, Airdrie nil, Air United won at the break It's a deserved lead for Lee Bullen's visitors at half-time Logan Chalmers supplying the only goal halfway through the first half here He did need their goalkeeper Charlie Albinson to make an excellent early save to deny Lewis McGregor who was Airdrie's match winner at Morton last weekend One-on-one -on -one and the goalkeeper managed to push it out Airdrie had started brightly They lost a little momentum and right back Cammy Ballantyne limped off to be replaced by Canayo Megwa on loan from Hibs after just nine minutes Mason Hancock headed wide from a corner on the left as Reese McCabe Men tried to make the breakthrough, but Ayr took the lead after 21 minutes. Substitute Megwa gave the ball away carelessly to Jay Senga in midfield. He freed Jamie Murphy down the left-hand side, and his deep cross was knocked in at the back post by Chalmers for the opening goal. Nick McAllister and Chalmers were then both off target for Ayr from distance, and it took a good save from Airdrie keeper Josh Ray to deny Mark McKenzie one-on-one -on -one moments later. Murphy had a shot from 20 yards deflected over the top in stoppage time as Ayr sought a second goal, and they almost got it deep into added time. The corner worked short to Chalmers. He swung one in and it needed goalkeeper Ray to slap it over his own bar to keep Airdrie in this game. Half time here at Airdrie. Airdrie nil. United won. Well, that check is still going on, I believe, at Tynecastle for a possible handball for a Hibs penalty. I'm led to believe it, it dropped down between uh, Lewis Miller and Alan Forrest, possibly hit the arm 
of Alan Forrest However A decision has been made We can go to Tynecastle Fraser Wishart Yeah it was There was no penalty It didn't look like a handball to me But what a terrific 45 minutes by Hearts It's Hearts 1 Hibernian nil. They've been dominant Excellent in the ball Real pace of creativity A constant threat To David Marshall's goal and off the ball, they've also been terrific. They've pressed Hibs with high energy and not allowed Hibs any decent possession at all and just taking them, the ball off the Hibs players almost at will. Perhaps a little disappointment for Hearts as it's only one goal that they lead by. But what a goal that was. A goal of the season contender by Alan Forrest. That's a good start to the game by Hibs. The first few minutes they had the ball near the Hearts goal. But six minutes, the first real chance of the game came in Alec Lowry. Just ran onto a long clearance by Toby Sibic. It wasn't a pass. He just cleared it down the line in behind the Hibs defence and he struck his shot well. It was beaten away by David Marshall. A couple of early bookings in the frantic early stages. Ron Shankland and Cammy Devlin yellow carded in the first eight minutes before Lowry. In his favourite number 10 position, he's been outstanding. Taking up really good positions. This time made a yard for himself inside right position about 20 yards out. His low curling left foot shot beat Marshall with a great view of it but it hit the right hand post and came out. Lewis Miller of Hibs was then booked for a lunging tackle in Vargas. Three yellow cards in the first 15 minutes leaving those players walking a tightrope but it was really just all hearts and Lowry the real danger for them he combined with Shankland to get a shot away but it was straight at Marshall but little seen of Hibs in attacking sense hearts pressing well not allowing Hibs to settle and Shankland then forced Marshall into a good save low to his left before the opening goal came in 28 minutes Alan Forrest got the ball on the right hand side here in front of us in the main stand he cut inside he could have passed the ball to two or three players and side decided to just fire a brilliant 25 yard shot with his left foot into top right hand corner Marshall absolutely no chance Tynecastle was rocking Hibs unable to get a grip of the ball two midfield players been overrunning Eli Yuhan shot on 35 minutes from 25 yards, well over, was the only shot that go. But a real blow for Hearts, just on half-time, it's taken a wee bit of shine off it, was a left-back Stephen Kingley, blocked a shot by Venta, and he looked in a bit of trouble straight away. He's been taken off on a stretcher, one of these ones you think it might just be a twisted knee with a fire coming on. Lots of work to do at half-time for Nick Montgomery. I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of changes, especially another body in midfield, perhaps Josh Campbell. But Hearts absolutely flying. Half-time at Tynecastle, Hearts 1, Hibernian nil. We'll give you the full story of the halftime scores next. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Halftime scores across the SPFL today. Celtic 2, Kilmarnock 0. Dundee against Ross County was postponed. It's Hearts 1, Hibernian 0 in the Edinburgh Derby. Livingston 0, Motherwell 0, but Lennon Miller sent off late in that first half. Down to the Championship, Airdrionians 0, Air United 1. Dunfermline against Arbroath was postponed. Inverness 0, Partick Thistle 0. Queen's Park 0, Morton 0. Wraith Rovers 1, Dundee United 0. Into League 1, Cove Rangers 2, Annan Athletic. Athletic nil, Edinburgh City nil, Kelty Hearts two, Montrose one, Alloa nil, Queen of the South nil, Stirling Albion nil, and it is a half past five kickoff between Falkirk and Hamilton. In League Two, it was postponed between Bonnie Rig Rose and East Fife. Clyde nil, Dumbarton two, also postponed because of those weather conditions between Elgin and Stenhouse Muir. Forfar nil, Peterhead two, Stranraer one, Spartans two, and the English Premier League scores as well. There was an early kickoff, Ange Post. The Coglu's Tottenham 1-0 winners away to Luton despite being down to 10 men in the 3 o'clock games Burnley 1 Chelsea 1 Everton 2 Bournemouth 0 Fulham 0 Sheffield United 0 and Manchester United 0 Brentford 1 We will bring you the second halves next